0: Filmmaker Rachel Cook, and you're listening to Psychotic Bump School with your host DJ Rome on KCWG, the truth.com, the best internet radio station on the planet.
1: Starting a war, screaming peace at the same time. All the corruption and justice, the same crimes. Oh, it's a problem we do it, don't fight and we die, we don't have the same right. What is it going to a man that's brand was sick on a day. I to.
2: and human rights. Stripped of bloodlines, whipped and confined, this is the American pride. It's justifying a genocide, romanticizing the theft and bloodshed that made America the land of the free to take a black life. Land of the free to bring a gun to a peaceful fight for civil rights. You are desensitized to pulling triggers on innocent lives because that's how we got here in the first place. These wounds sink deeper than the bullet your entitled hands could ever reach. Generations and generations of pain, fear, and anxiety. Equality is walking without intuition, saying the protector and the killer is wearing the same uniform. The revolution is not televised. Media perception is forced down the throats of closed minds, so it's lies in the headlines and generations of supremacy resulting in your ignorant, privileged eyes. We breathe the same and we bleed the same, but still we don't see the same. Be thankful we are God-fearing because we do not seek revenge. We seek justice. We are past fear. We are fed up eating your shit because you think your so-called black friend validates your wokeness and erases your racism. That kind of uncomfortable conversation is too hard for your trust fund pockets to swallow. To swallow the strange fruit hanging from my family tree because of your audacity to say all men are created equal in the eyes of God and disparage a man based on the color of his skin. Do not say you do not see color. When you see us, see us. us. We can't breathe.
3: we are back kcwg the truth.com the name of this program is psychotic bump school i'm dj rome and i'm very excited to speak to this next guest she is an award-winning filmmaker and founder of production company rmc pictures and she writes many stories in her work that range from love music spoken word and uh including some very in-depth social commentary and a lot of it covers the state of uh, current things as they stand right now, and she has this new project out, or on the way out, and uh, I had a chance to see a y'all, so I have some questions for this amazingly creative talent right here. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome for the very first time the Psychotic Bum School filmmaker, Rachel Cook. Miss Cook, are you there?
0: Yes, uh, hi, DJ Ron, thank you for having me.
3: Oh, it is a pleasure, and a have. You are on the East Coast, I forgot to mention, you are in Massachusetts, and tell me again, what city you're in? Uh, I'm in Fall River. Oh, okay. And so demographic, well, geographically, (laughs) we'll talk about the demographics in a minute. But geographically, you said that's about an hour or so away from Boston?
0: Yeah, like south of Boston.
3: Oh, okay. So you're a filmmaker. How do you view your responsibility during this time as an artist to capture this moment in your work? Uh, How do you view and capture that role as we live through this time right now?
0: Well, while I've been quarantined, I've actually been writing my next short film um, that I hope to shoot um, maybe next year or, there, or the year after. Because uh, I have been writing about basically the way that everybody has been behaving during the coronavirus pandemic. I personally feel that there's a lot of mistreatment going on. Uh, people treating others like animals. You know, there have been comments I've seen on social media. Oh, these people want to walk outside. They're morons. They're idiots. How dare they walk outside? Well, they're mm-hmm. human beings and, and a human has to go outside or comments like, well, if they're not wearing a mask and they go on my yard, they're going to be shot. Like just absolutely awful and ridiculous comments. So I'm writing about that. Um, mm-hmm. So I love Rod Serling, of basically uh-huh. Twilight Zone. Yeah. And I just, I just can't imagine what he would have thought of the way people are behaving during this pandemic and what he would have wrote. And so I'm writing and I'm gonna be coming out with a film about all of this in the next coming years.
3: Oh, snap. Well, I can't wait to see that. Uh, We are gonna talk about Woke in just a second, but I I have a confession to make about Rod Serling. Uh, I grew up in the 70s and I did not know that the same guy that did The Twilight Zone, Rod Serling, was the same guy who basically did Night Gallery. I mean, I oh. never made that connection for a long, long time. I, as a child, watched Night Gallery. I wasn't so much into the Twilight Zone, but I did watch Night Gallery if I wasn't too scared to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but I did not know that it was the same guy. Um, I guess you knew that, right?
0: <laughs> so to be honest, I was really into the Twilight Zone, but I never, I actually never watched Night Gallery. But oh. I, I did love the original um, Planet of the Apes movies from the 70s, and I didn't know for the longest time that he wrote it. So I, I definitely understand that. Oh,
3: wow. Like, <laughs> Wait, okay, so now I'm even more in the dark. So Rod Sterling wrote Planet of the Apes?
0: Yeah, the, I believe the screenplay for the movie.
3: I did not know that. Wow. Wow, the, the things you learn, ladies and gentlemen, from listening to the psychotic boom school. You just never know what you're going <laughs> to come in contact with. Planet of the Apes? Oh my God. I would have never thought Rod was connected to that. So uh, we've been alluding to your film. Um, and before we talk about it, I have to say um, the, the there are all types of sports franchises, uh, Ms. Cook, that are trying to start up right now. Uh, among them, of course, the NBA. Uh, Major League Baseball, NASCAR has been rolling and racing right along during this time. But the WNBA in particular is what I'm leading up to. And how over the weekend, a couple of uh, professional basketball teams in the NBA, or WNBA, I should say, uh, continue their longstanding approach to social justice issues by not only donning the name of Breonna Taylor on their jerseys, but actually deciding as two competing teams to agree to walk off the court. Uh, at the beginning of the national anthem. And it's not just this, uh, Rachelle. I'm so impressed with players like Maya Moore, uh, Natasha Cloud. They are putting their careers on hold to help Black men, to help Black people in general, but to specifically help and support and fight for and on behalf of black men who are either incarcerated or have been treated with injustice, and they're putting it all on the line. And not only are they just putting it on the line, they are doing it in very much like Muhammad Ali fashion. I mean, during the prime of their careers, the prime of their lives, when they're at the peak of their abilities. And they're putting, I mean, they're putting all of that talent aside. I mean, Natasha Cloud in particular, she's part of the Washington Mystics. They're the defending champs. So these are bona fide superstars in their profession at the top of their form. And they're saying, when I take this jersey off, I'm just black. And there's things right now going on that are far more important than all of that. And so I just have to give that acknowledgement. And it it was hard not to think about that. I know I'm rambling, (laughs) but it was hard not to think about that as I'm watching your film Woke. Uh, Can you tell us about your your film, Woke? Uh, What inspired you to tell this story from the perspective of a woke black woman? What was that about for you?
0: Uh, So basically the synopsis is it's the year 3000 and a woke African-American woman wakes up in a post-apocalyptic world where all black women are now extinct. And she stumbles upon these, a pair of futuristic news goggles that tell her how it happened and why. Um, and I basically I wrote the film because I just feel like American black women, um, I feel like they've been everybody's superheroes, mm. and I don't feel like they're getting much in return. Mm. Um, and that that was kind of comp- like what you just shared, for instance, this is what we as black women have been doing for many decades. Uh, we stand, we stand behind black men, and you know, we're we're super women. Uh, we stand behind our children and we don't get any thanks. Um, we we have to battle racism as well as Black men do too. So it's just a lot being thrown at Black women and this has been happening for decades. Um, I believe personally that the most oppressed person in the United States is the Black woman because we have our uh, sex being a woman and we have our skin color that's two strikes against us and I just feel that we don't get thanks, we don't get the appreciation we want. We're not, uh, we're, as far as the the European standards of beauty and all of that, um, we're, we're not up there. It's just, I, I don't like the way that black women are treated in the United States, American black women. And, and I would just, I wanted to say in this film, I, I wanna encourage black women to do them and do what makes them happy because we've been doing everybody else for decades now. And I'm tired of seeing the treatment that I'm seeing of American black
3: women. Yeah, I was gonna, you know, (laughs) I hear you. And um, amen, because I I, I was watching the film and I was thinking, this is is making a statement here. And um, it it, it felt like, (laughs) I'm not gonna give it away, but I felt like, uh, listening to what you just said right now and after having experienced the film it's like I feel like I failed <laughs> you know what I'm saying I, I I mean I know it wasn't personal but a film that doesn't stir some kind of emotion I mean isn't that kind of the point I mean whether it's you know what I'm saying I mean go ahead what were you gonna say
0: I that's exactly a film that stirs emotion and that basically I I really wanted people to watch the film and then look at themselves you know i don't know everybody's stories but whatever it is that um whatever it is that they can do better in in their lives i just want them to watch the film and look at themselves think about you know um how they failed in this topic and do better in the future because I, mm-hmm. I just see a, a huge problem just the abuse of the american black woman it's a real thing and i it, it needs to be like people aren't talking about it like Mm-hmm.
3: and people do not talk about at all. And I'm, I'm ready to talk about it and I'm ready for the smoke, so. Come on, she's ready for that smoke, y'all. This is KCWG, the program. It's called Psychotic Bump School, I'm DJ Rome. We're chatting with Rachelle Cook. Uh, she's a filmmaker out of the East Coast in Massachusetts, talking about her latest project called Woke. Uh, you said you're ready for that smoke now. And twice now, I, I'm listening to you and twice you made a distinction to clarify that you're talking about American black women. Um, it was that just sleight of hand or do you, what else do you mean? What, what's the implication of like honing in on American black women and how they're treated? Are they treated differently or better in other places?
0: Um, I believe absolutely. Um, I, I think that what's going on in the black community as far as American black people, it's, it's definitely distinct, you know, because there was, there was slavery, there was Jim Crow, um, there were, there were the black codes. <clears throat> there was the, the crack epidemic. It's like we, if there's mass incarceration, racism, redlining, of, you know, and th- these are all things that aren't necessarily happening in other countries. This is like a, a unique, this is like a unique history that black people have in America. So uh, there are, I feel like there are some outcomes from that Um, from the systemic racism from slavery. um, There are specific outcomes for that. Like the the breakdown of the black family unit, the American black family unit um, due to things like mass incarceration and um, you know, systemic racism, crack, uh, like these are things that affected the American black people. And I feel that some of the things that are happening today that I talked about That i talk about in woke um it's happening because of the issues that only black americans have faced Um, so it's it's very specific to americans
3: absolutely absolutely okay you said you're ready for that smoke so i'm gonna see if i can give you a little chance to uh vent some smoke of your own um the way the sisters are treated here what myths do you hope to dispel and set the record straight about with regard to your film and uh what are one or two things that society at large in this country What do they continuously get wrong about y'all, specifically about Black women? Then I want to talk about what they get wrong about Black female filmmakers. Can you talk to us about that a little bit?
0: Okay, Um, specifically Black women, um, definitely these stereotypes that were loud and ghetto, obnoxious, violent, angry, not good enough for a commitment or love or marriage. Um, All of these things are stereotypes and they're absolutely not true. Or, or that we're ugly or big, like not good enough. Just I'm like, these are the stereotypes that I see all the time about American black women, mm-hmm. um, and they're thrown. These are stereotypes that are thrown at them from American people. So it's I feel like it's it's a cultural problem in this country, and it's absolutely not true. Um, we are successful. We are educated. We are elegant and beautiful. We're we're strong, and that's not a bad thing. that's another thing being strong is like some kind of uh, a strike again like no um we're not strong because we think it's cool or whatever we've had to be strong i I mean like like the things that i listed about mass incarceration crack and, and all those things we've had to be strong to to keep the family together so it's not so i don't think that black women should be attacked for their strength either i'm i'm just tired of the stereotypes and like everything being a bad thing when it comes to black women so i wanted to dispel that in this film um also the notion um i i did this film because being woke in the black community to me it it means that you have to take um, mistreatment or do things that the black community wants you to do because you know you want to come off like you're quote-unquote pro-Black, but people don't understand what pro-Black means or what being woke actually means. It doesn't mean doing something just to, um, doing something that doesn't make you happy just to please the Black community. It means actually do, it it means actually loving yourself and doing what makes you happy and accepting only things that treat you right and that appreciate you and love you. That's, that is the definition of self-love and being pro-Black. And Pe- like if you're black and you're pro-black you should encourage another black person to do what makes them happy and to pursue uh what appru- when they're appreciated and being loved yeah, um, yeah. and discouraging that is the very de- definition of being anti-black in my opinion and i think we get these these labels mixed up in the black community what being woke is and pro-black and self-love we get them mixed up and and i'm sick of that too so I wanted to dispel those notions in the, in the film too.
1: Um,
0: and about your, your comment about um, black female filmmakers, um, what, what society gets wrong about them. Um, a, a lot of times um, I was at a, a film festival back in March before the pandemic hit. And it just seems like I, I don't see a lot of black women in we roles. Um, And when they are in leading roles, you know, they're playing the angry black woman or the prostitute or the oversexed side chick to a white man. So I I just don't I don't like those things. We're so much more than that. I mean, I'm I'm a black woman and I am none of those things. So I want to see black women portrayed in more realistic, humane ways like white women are. Um, And I'm not seeing that in film or media.
3: Yeah. Now, the things that perpetuate that, um, again, w- without giving away the details of the film, um, it, I, I can't help but, it, it, part of this is black men's fault, I mean, or responsibility. I mean, it's the black community's responsibility as a whole to protect the sisters, but black men in particular. Um, you've been very kind. Uh, you, you've been very direct, and you know while you're talking to me, but is, is, is this an indictment for the lack of a better term uh, about black men and how we have perpetuated some of these harmful tropes that are constantly flooding across the, the the media cycle about black women what what role do black men play in this
0: oh i i absolutely believe so um like when you when you watch um when you listen to music, for instance, like rap music, um, you can hear Black men, rappers talking about white is right and light skin this and, you know, I only date, Chris Brown said in his lyrics, um, I think it was last year, I only date Black bitches with the good hair, you know, and if you have a problem with that, oh, it, uh, he said, and the people who don't have a problem like that are the black queens. But I don't. I only date black bitches with the good hair. First of all, black women are not bitches. That's that's another thing. Um, these these names that that they call black women like hoe and bitch need to stop. And black women need to stop allowing these names of themselves. Um, like the whole white is right. And and I see I see it all the time, black men out with white women. I, I see it constantly, all day, every day. So I absolutely a- agree that black men need to do better because I, I don't I don't see how anybody else out, outside our outside our race can respect um, seeing black men talking in those ways towards black women, like in the music or or um, like talking about oh you know black women are too ghetto or angry or nauseous for me to be with so i'm gonna get with a white woman like this is like how you can't expect anybody else outside our race to look at what we're doing and respect that it's not respectable um black men need to be there for black women just as black women have been there for the black man for decades and hundreds of years and i'm not seeing that i'm not seeing that loyalty i'm not seeing that respect and and they need to do better. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm frankly very disappointed in what I'm seeing.
1: Mm.
3: And with that disappointment, uh, how pervasive do you think that is uh, across the, uh, the general spectrum of sisters out there? And if if that does exist, what keeps them from just completely just giving up, throwing in the towel and just being utterly discouraged about the prospect of black men ever turning this around?
0: Um, Well, I, I, the things that, let me see, I feel like I see it all the time. Like it doesn't matter what state or I just feel like it's like a cultural problem. And I feel like a lot of black women are just waiting Um, They're just waiting around, hoping that black men will come back to them, uh, hoping that they will like them and love them again or learn to appreciate them or whatever. So a lot of black women are alone. Like, I, I know a lot of black women who are educated, you know, beautiful, but, you know, they're in their 30s, 40s, even 50s, and they're single with kids. Um, and so this is like, uh, this is like everywhere. And I think it's a cultural problem. And I feel that black women, are a lot of black women are just waiting. And, and that's, that's basically it. And I really think that they're not doing a good um, service to themselves by just waiting.
3: Mm. Single sometimes uh, conveys um, dissatisfaction, unhappiness, depression. Um, and and i don't doubt i mean i look at what i do i mean I, i'm a psychologist so i know these things exist however um in what way are black women sort of circling their own wagons right now to keep to, to keep your spirits uplifted to 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 make sure that you don't get drowned into or drawn into the the just this the drama of it all i mean the, the fact is sisters are queens and they have had our backs for decades and generations. And outside of this brother of this uh, black militia that's been going across the country and even into Louisville over this weekend to to fight for the arrest of the officers in the Breonna Taylor case, Uh, and they specifically took it on because there's been so much attention applied to Ahmaud Arbery and uh, George Floyd with far less attention being applied to Breonna Taylor, as was alluded to with the WNBA. And so I guess my question is, What what can you tell us about how sisters are rallying around each other to keep their spirits up during this time?
0: Um, hmm. That's a good question. Well, I I do see that there are groups, um, like isolated groups of um, basically black women empowerment groups, where we support each other in our businesses, um, supporting each other and pursuing education. i I do see that in some groups mm-hmm. um,
3: I'm seeing that too I mean it's it's I'm sorry for cutting y'all, but there there's nobody going to school more right now than black women. y'all are always reinventing yourselves always having to rebound and snap back and figure it out. yeah go ahead
0: y- yes, absolutely um i I absolutely agree with that that black women are probably like the most educated and and they don't stay down like we've Mm -hmm. never stayed down i don't think that's in our dna and that's like another reason why other people call us quote unquote strong i don't think we go around saying that but um i i just don't like i don't see black women as weak or giving up and like you know um feeling sorry for themselves um i think that they're They're creating their own businesses, their own incomes, their own education. And yeah, very successful in doing them. Mm -hmm. What I would say, though, um, I understand that some like being single is not a bad thing for some women. Like, that's Mm -hmm. not what I'm saying. But I I would say to just um, be open minded to the idea. I, I think that love is a great thing. I write about love all the time. I make films about love all the time. I love love. And I would say there's nothing wrong with wanting a man and wanting to be loved. Um, there's nothing wrong with wanting to be married and having kids. I have my own opinions about marriage, but I know a lot of Black women want to be married. There's nothing wrong with that. And just be, be open-minded to the idea of love, uh, whatever that may look like. That's what I would say.
3: This is a science fiction piece, uh, essentially a, a love story of sorts. Uh, it's called Woke and uh, the filmmaker is here right now, Rachelle Cook, to talk to us all about it. Thank you so much. Uh, I I know I kind of picked your brain a little bit there. Uh, How soon can we see this film and uh, how can people keep in touch with you about it?
0: Follow me on my Facebook page. You can just look up Rachelle Cook on my Facebook page and find my business page there. And also I'm on Twitter, at RMCPicked. So you can follow all my updates there as well and visit my website rachelcook.com um, and you know i would be happy to hear whatever you think about this interview because like i said i welcome all thoughts
3: she's thoughts and smoke <laughs> <laughs> like i'm here for it It's like let's do this that's filmmaker rachel cook uh thank you so much for coming to psychotic bump school will you come back and join us sometime after you get the uh, the smoke from this film and future endeavors
0: <laughs> i absolutely I, w- I would love to come back thank you for having me uh,
3: well, that's our show, y'all. Psychotic Bump School is the place where education and entertainment meet at the intersection of funk and soul. My name is DJ Rome, and you know we're here every Monday evening from 5 30 p.m. to 7 p.m. Pacific time. Check back with us. We shall return next week. I also, want to send a shout out to our special guest for the evening Juliana Bowden, A. Scott Galloway, and of course, filmmaker Rachel Cook. And I also want to send a special salute to the late, great civil rights icon John Lewis and Regis Philbin. Oh, we lost a lot of them, y'all. And of course, Peter Green, the original member of Fleetwood Mac, writer of Black Magic Woman. May they all rest in power. If you want to send us some feedback about Psychotic Bump School, hit us up on our email at cybumpschool at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Instagram at psychotic underscore bump underscore school. And of course, just type in Psychotic Bump School on Facebook to find us there. Also want to send a shout out to Frank Starks, who is the Iron Man behind the board. And we're out of here, y'all. Take care.